Welcome to the Three Feet from Possibility podcast. Where together we can make a difference. Oh yes. This is live and direct from the Three Feet from Possibility community. I am Georgina Lewis, your greatness enabler for the next 30 minutes. So let's see if we can get to the end of that 30 minutes and to see how we feel at the end. We are going to move from breakup to breakthrough, from loneliness to onlyness to belonging and from sadness to happiness. This episode, as well as ones to come about online dating and dating, is a guidance tool for any of us who have been stuck in the loop of dating and online dating and relationships uh, which seem to not work, or we've been in a long-term relationship and we're suddenly finding ourselves single. The community itself is for people to feel that they're not alone after a breakup because it can be quite lonely and that there's a lot of us in the same boat and sometimes we're swimming in all sorts of directions and it seems that we're not getting anywhere fast. So let's have a look at what has happened and how we can navigate to uh, quieter shores. not working then do something different that's right so do you remember topic do you remember the topic chocolate bar from the 1980s sometimes i feel like that chocolate bar it's a bit tired it's a bit old mid 40s past it It's not very innovative. It's not very appealing to anyone. Topic bar. And then you move to top picks on the dating websites. You know, those pictures that pop up in hope to grab your heart, to pull those heartstrings, to make you think, oh my goodness, is this really a top pick? And then you actually lose hope of finding anyone in the uh, immediate future. So we are going to take some deep dives into online dating. This episode introduces you to some stages that you might find yourself in, whether you've been in them maybe once or you're stuck in one of those stages. And Hopefully, there are some top tips, not top picks, because they're probably not very hopeful, (laughs) 
uh, to help you see the light at the end of the tunnel and to have a bit of fun at the same time. It's not all doom and gloom on those online dating platforms. Really, the truth is that there is only your own truth. So by the time I got to my mid-40s, I was really asking myself the question, who really am I trying to prove myself to now? Because 20 years ago, we were all in this kind of like rat race thing going on, the conditioning, the system, you know, we left school, we left uni, we then needed to get a job, get married, have kids, and then live happily ever after. Well, apart from Walt Disney, what books were they in? So anyway... We are here now, and really, I've been uh, round the block a few times, but also it helps me understand that if something isn't working, I probably have to do something different. And therefore, I feel that there are these five stages which I'm going to talk about. So number one, you have the victim mentality. So this is an interesting first stage because this is where most of us find ourselves after we've broken up in a relationship. Number two is the healing process. So this is the second stage of becoming aware of what's just happened and then understanding that we probably need a little bit of time to get over it. Number three is the self-love stage so it's really once we've healed we then really turn inward still and really maximize um, our opportunity to find out who we are and what we would like to do with ourselves into the future number four is the test phase so okay We've done a bit of healing, we've done a bit of self-love and now we're going to dip our toe in the water again. So let's just find out what that does. And then number five is five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. And we have transformed into the butterfly from the caterpillar stage. And therefore we do not look back and we continue on to our next phase of our lives. So, and say goodbye to Three Feet from Possibility and also a shake of the hand and a thanks very much, Georgie, for uh, sorting my life out or pointing me in the right direction. And off we go again. So, let's start at stage one, the victim mentality. So, as we find ourselves coming out of a relationship, what are we doing? We are saying that, um, oh, woe is me. I'm not good enough. What's happened? This always happens to me. Me, 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 me. I'm never going to find anybody. I'm not good enough. All negative things. And when we consume those negative thoughts, guess what? We become them in some ways and we continue some time and waste it and really don't do ourselves any favours because all we're saying is nothing really and we're just dwelling on what's just happened. 
So it's happened, okay? It's in the past, figuratively speaking, if I can say that word properly. But it's in the past, it's happened. And suddenly we're here now, in no man's land. And what's that all about? So put your emotions to one side. Okay, uh, you know, I'm not good enough and everything else. And really, you know, it needs to have an awareness piece of, you know, I'm resilient. Okay, this has happened again. Okay, you know, I, I didn't really expect to find myself here. Okay, I'm 30 years older than I was before. Okay, I've got two kids and I've got no... Um, a network to help me care for my children okay um you know I've got a full-time job how am I ever gonna uh, find any any time to go and look for somebody to, to to be with me again okay um I'm I'm always miserable okay well let's just let's just just stop there so we're here we've landed we look around us and uh, it's not a great place, it's unknown, and we're a bit scared about how we feel right now, but we, we're here, we're breathing, we can open our eyes every day, and we can get up, and we've always got a choice. So this stage, if we find ourselves in this stage quite a lot, we probably do need to do something different, but we're here, so we need to, and then once we're aware that we're here, that we need to shift from the victim mentality and we need to just take stock, understand that, you know, the physical piece is, yes, okay, I'm on my own, but so are millions of other people and and I can do something about this. So a lot of the time uh, we then move into stage two, which is all about healing. So once we become aware that we don't need to feel like a victim in it. It's not always me. You know, there are times when I'm okay. There are times and other types of relationships where people actually like me and that we are getting on and we have a laugh and we do this and that. Um, I've got a family or friends or a dog um, who, you know, likes me maybe most of the time. And if not, um, you know, I'm going to do something about this. So I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to have a choice on whether I want to stay in this state of mind or whether I want to move out of it. Because while I have got, you know, a chance to uh, wake up again uh, the next day, I've got a chance to do something to move my life in a different direction. So I've got to really think about what, what I need to do. So when I'm moving into the healing stage, I've recognised that I have to heal. So I need to give myself some time to heal because uh, that's really, really important. Because we all want love, right? We all want true love. We all want people who uh, we can respect uh, and they respect us. And we want you know meaningful relationships. So the healing stage is really really important because what happens when you don't give enough time to heal um, you will perhaps go back into the dating world and then expect to find somebody straight away even if you haven't done any work on yourself and then you find yourself going in a loop because um, you either I don't know not very confident, but you feel that you have to meet somebody, so you have to get back out there straight away, um, and you haven't 
kind of gone through the process of healing, you might be um, looking for your Gandalf and you only come across Frodo Baggins. And sometimes you have to come across Frodo Baggins first in order to then get to your Gandalf. But sometimes if you haven't healed enough, then you're always going to get to Frodo, Frodo Baggins. Um, there's also a method in that analogy, which I'll come on to probably in the next episode. So while I'm meeting Frodo Baggins, who isn't my ideal partner, but he's very brave, so I'll give him that, um, He's very brave to meet me at that point because I'm not healed. So then I start talking about my ex because he's so bad. And what has he done to me? I'm still in the victim mentality sometimes. So I have to really um, be aware of what I'm talking about. And I'm not at this point because I haven't healed. And therefore I'll just talk about him because what else is there to talk about? I need to tell somebody how bad he is. So... That really kind of switches him off. And uh, you must have been on a few dates where you've also listened to somebody talk about their ex quite a lot. Okay, you know, when you're trying to find out about somebody, you know, it's a natural part of the process. And it also gives an insight about how they're behaving and whether or not you're going to accept that. But if they continually talk about um, their ex all night and they're not really interested in you then you know that's probably a bit of a red flag as well that they haven't healed either and unless you have healed you will understand that you know we're in this um i was going to call it a game then but we're in this thing to be able to you know find some true meaningful relationships uh, not to be a crutch for somebody else's uh, healing so I've moved away from the rescuer um, kind of uh, character and uh, I really want to just um, have fun and, you know, a loving relationship. So that's a good example of, um, you know, not healing yet and um, going back into the dating world and really probably tripping up a few times if um, if you're not aware that you're you know, not interested in that other person or you've still got some work to do on yourself. So, you know, um, when I've been in that situation, you know, and I have been in it uh, from my own point of view as well, um, I'm not ashamed to say, and uh, and also listen to some, you know, hopeless stories at some point, um, I've had to either pretend that the, I don't know, the kids are unhappy with their babysitting, so I've got to, like, quickly go, um... I forgot I left the iron on or I've left the oven on and because of this conversation I really do now have to put my head in it um, and uh, or just say sorry I've got to leave now because there's no spark there that's probably the most you know um, honest approach there so you know we, we've just got to really make sure that um, you know that we we know what we're dealing with here anyway so that's number two that's healing so the healing stage will go on for as long as you need it to because I thought that I had healed after six weeks from a very traumatic relationship of about four years. And my friend said, no, no, no. What on earth are you talking about? You've got another 12 months or 18 months to go. I think the healing process for everybody is unique. So I'm not going to label it or try and say 
anything which is going to put you off. Um, but it is about time. So please just be kind to yourselves and don't worry, you know, that you've got to take a little bit more time. It's okay. You know, we've got to make sure that we're right. And by taking time, it also might open other doors along the way because it doesn't always have to be about dating. So the next stage after healing, um, after seven weeks, not six, um, there's the self-love stage. So this is when you really become grateful for your life and you can say it as well every day. That's what I do. I really practice gratitude because it really helps me become in a frame of mind where I feel happier and I don't have to have a reason to be happy. I can just be happy. And once I've healed, I can understand that there's no shame or guilt or anything else. And I'm here right now. And it's all about designing my future and to make sure that I give myself the best possible chance in order to, to do that. So the, so the self-love is all about, um, people say, oh, it's not about going to spas and stuff like that. But maybe it is. Maybe you do like to, you know, indulge in some, you know, real me time or just relaxation. Um, I find, you know, doing stuff like that is a really good um, way to meditate. I don't have to speak to anybody. You know, it's just for me. I can let my thoughts flow. That's when I'm more creative. And, you know, whatever it is that you feel that, um, is making you happy and it's not hurting anyone um, and it's about yourself um, and really understanding you for who you are and accepting you then you know that's that's that, that can be beautiful so I would definitely suggest that the stage three part is also um, not time bound um, but you need to give yourself enough of the time to make sure that you really do understand where you're going and who you are becoming because a lot of the time for me uh, I was um, people pleasing I was compromising myself Um, whenever there was a man who I vaguely was attracted to I decided that that was that was it you know who's Georgie like just forget about her I want to please this person and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that they are loved forever and I don't care what I'm doing in my life so you know it's about making sure that um, I know what I want but also you know not at detriment to a relationship but knowing what I want might actually find somebody who um, also likes what I like and you know they might actually be interested in what I do and there's a a more of a reciprocal um, you know piece going on there so so therefore you you know it's really a great stage when you wake up when you become aware and you feel that you can take on the world and it's about maximizing um, everything you can while you know you're on your own and you have the time to do that as well Uh, very important so once you've done all that I mean uh, you know it can't take that long surely Uh, you get onto stage four and that's the test so I like the test because um, you really do uh, need to make sure that, uh, you know, you have given yourself enough time. So stage four isn't really um, 
you know, there's not much to it really, but it's about if you feel that you have gone through one, two and three, you know, you've progressed, you haven't gone through a loop, uh, you haven't gone down the snakes again and you're back up climbing the ladders and you're on probably like the last three rows of a snakes and ladders board and you probably need like two more rolls of the dice and you know that you're home. At this point, be aware that there are still pitfalls. There's still going to be times when you might be rejected. There's still going to be times where Frodo Baggin appears and not Gandalf. But being aware this time and the mind shift that you've gone through makes you resilient, makes you anti-fragile. You're not going to break if any one of those options or things happen again. And you won't go back to square one. By dipping your toe in the water, just relaxing a bit, making it a bit more fun. You know, it doesn't have to be all serious and just go straight in there for marriage. You know, and definitely don't talk about marriage on a first date. There you go, there's a little tip in there. Um, so I would suggest that once you put your profile back on the dating sites, that you have no real expectations as such, Uh, you have your boundaries, you've got quite clear lines that you definitely won't cross this time around. And, um, And you can say no, you have got the permission to cancel, you have got all of those things that you've always got a choice, you do not have to pick your first top pick that appears on that profile, on that website. So, and with that in mind, you should be more relaxed, more confident, more attractive then um, to the other person, uh, whether it's man, woman, non-binary, whatever it is. Um, But just make sure that you are in that mindset. Things might not work out. And therefore, the benchmark of what you did the first time round, um, you know, and the response that you give this situation this time round, should not determine um, that you're back at square one. So s- some things might not happen. You might stay in the test stage for a little while longer. You know, like user testing. You know how you develop a system. And, you know, you you think you're there, but you probably need some testing on it first. So you need some interactions which aren't going to, you know, be any permanent damage. So let's just go and test it and let's just see what happens. And sometimes it might not work. Sometimes you might have an emotional trigger. Sometimes you might not feel ready, Um, but but at least test it and have a go. And um, if you're not ready, then, you know, you have got permission to say no and say sorry, but... No, um, and um, and and continue with your self love and and carry on with whatever you're doing. So that's the test stage, and then all of a sudden, you're in the ready to launch phase. We're gonna go. We've gone through four stages. What's going on? I'm going into the unknown. 
Simones. It's a great situation. Thunderbirds are go. I can rescue myself. I am a Thunderbird. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Thunderbirds are go. To infinity and beyond. Yes, we've made it. We're right at the end of those stages. And we have cats on our shoulders that we can stroke every now and again. We have Thunderbirds next to us. And we've also got Gandalf. And no turning back we go. So only forwards. And we're so far from where we started. Uh, What a great feeling that is. So thank you for listening to this podcast and I really hope that you took something from it and we'll go even deeper next time into other topics and definitely not have any of those tired chocolate bars, that's for sure. And we will see you all again very soon. Thanks for listening. This is the Three Feet from Possibility podcast. (laughs) 